Hey guys, welcome to Ask Allie, your place for life advice with a metaphysical twist. Ask Allie is the longest running spiritual podcast on iTunes. I've been helping people there since 2005. You can catch the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, along with on YouTube. Today is Monday, October 30th, 2017. I want to thank you for tuning in and giving me a listen to. If you'd like to get a reading, find out more about me or support the podcast, I'll leave the information below in the show's notes. And don't forget, if you like this episode, please rate it. I cannot believe that tomorrow's Halloween. <laughs> this 2017 has just zipped by. It's just boom. There it is. We're almost at the end already. This coming week as well. So 30th, so Saturday, Saturday, it'll be one year since I moved out of our other house into this one. What It's been an interesting year, but fast, as I mentioned, but interesting. I can't believe I've lived here for a year. And I, st and I still do not have any furniture, and I'm still not up in my office. I think I ought to make that a priority. What do you think? <laughs> I'm guessing yes. Oh, so last week I talked about how to read the tarot or oracle cards for yourself. One thing I forgot to mention is to keep a journal. I found this this incre incredibly helpful when I first started out reading for myself and for other people. Actually, I took a journal for both. The reason I want I advise you to keep a journal is you can see your progress about uh, you being able to wipe things from your mind, detach yourself from the outcome, and get a good read on yourself. When you first start, you know, you put the card down, you'll write what your reading is, how you interpret the cards, and then come back and then write it down what actually happened. And as time progresses, you'll see that the reading you give yourself is closer to the actual outcome. If you don't believe me, give it a shot and uh, let me know. Okay. All right. Uh, don't forget, I took out the Energy 411. It is part of the Soul Terrific Instagram account. So if you're interested on seeing, um, hearing about stones, flower essences, or essential oil, and what they can do for you, please hook up with my Soul Terrific Instagram account and you'll see those items there. This week we're doing, uh, I call it Spotlight, Shine the Spotlight. I'm going to shine the light. I think it's shine the light is what I called it. And we'll be doing a book this week, a book that I do own. And I will show that to you here shortly. Now for the Oracle overview of the week, I'm using the Gateway Oracle cards by Denise Lynn. I'm getting Denise Lynn's new deck tomorrow on Halloween. Yay. So I will have it for next Monday's Ask Alley. So I'm going to shuffle here. Xena, do you mind? I am trying to do stuff. She hasn't bothered me. She never bothers me unless this camera is on. I think she is an attention hound. Aren't you? All right. So this is an overview, guys. Keep that in mind. Everything I say may not mesh with every single person who watches this video. All six of you. <laughs> um, with the video or with the podcast, which I have a few thousand podcast gets a few thousand 
The YouTube video gets about six people. But hey, there is hope. There's hope that I'll have seven people this week. That's the way I look at it. So let's choose some cards. All right, Xena. We've got oh, we got two that popped out over here. All right. One there. And one there. Alright, so let's gather up the loose ones. And turn everything over. Oh, Zena. Okay, so I don't think I've ever gotten this one card. Hmm. I'm liking it. I'm hoping hope maybe this overview reading pertains to me too. Okay, guys, we have two cards. The first one, we have Starting Fresh, which is a wonderful new beginning. Here we go. Wonderful new beginning is blossoming in my life. That's what it says. And the picture on it is the yin and yang symbol with the moon and the sun and winter and summer. So, you know. Everything starting fresh, a brand new beginning. And then the other card we have here is cultivating prosperity. See that the abundance of the universe is pouring into my life, cultivating prosperity. So if you take the starting fresh and the cultivating prosperity, what are you getting from this? Well, I'm getting that this there's a new beginning this week. And if we take a chance with this new beginning, then down the road, because you're not going to cultivate prosperity right off, but we're planting the seeds for prosperity to come up down the line. The next card here is Dwelling in Truth. I stand in the light of truth is what the card says. And with Dwelling in Truth, you are dwelling in your own truth, your inner soul, your soul, your inner light, and really listening to what do you want? With this, this that topic seems to come up all the time. Z shoe. You didn't think I'd see that? Huh? Yeah. That topic comes up. On the video, you can see who's down here. Now I got a dog too. My life. Okay, the theme of us looking within to find out what in the world we actually want seems to come up quite frequently. I think many of us have been doing what we either thought we should do because it's the, it's the proper way of living, whatever that may be, or we're doing something that we that somebody else thinks we should do that is the best for us. But that's not necessarily what we should be doing because we're not listening to our soul. We're not listening to our inner truth. So that's what dwelling in truth means. And the last one we have here is breaking barriers. I am expanding beyond limitations into joy and freedom. Breaking barriers. And that's exactly what it is. You are bursting free from your comfort zone and you're taking a step into the unknown and something new is blossoming from it. That's what happens when you break barriers. So if you think about this, this all goes together. 
starting fresh. I think we're planting the seeds for prosperity. We're not actually cultivating it quite yet. I don't think we're going to reap it. But I think it's a good time to plant the seeds for it and reap a little bit down the road. But of course, you need to figure out what in God's name you really do want. And it's funny, when we do this, we, we really, really figure out what we want. We break the barriers. Because what we really want is always outside of our current comfort zone. It always is. Because if it was in our current comfort zone, then we wouldn't want it. Because we'd be comfortable. And we really wouldn't think twice about it. Right? So, I think this, by the cards, is an awesome week to plan about what you're going to be doing. Um, how you want to live in your own truth and how to get out of your comfort zone. I'm, and it's interesting because I've been thinking a lot about this for myself over the weekend. I am bored. <laughs> I am really, really bored. And driving the bus, driving the school bus when I'm on the school bus is never boring, ever. And getting my CDL was an adventure. And it went inside my comfort zone. I was flipping terrified to get it. Um, but I did. And another world opened up to me. You never know what things that go on on school buses. And you just wouldn't unless you drove one. Um, I know, Zena. So that opened up a whole new world. But I need to break another barrier. I don't know which barrier it is I exactly want to break. I'm going to be writing, uh, doing the National Novel Writing Month. I forget exactly what, what it's called. But it starts November, which is two days from now. And I am taking the Black Triangle, the screenplay that I wrote about the Gypsy Love Triangle um, during World War II, and I'm turning it into a book. The screenplay itself has always gotten um, rave remarks from people, but it's a period piece and I am an unknown, so nobody will take a chance on it. I can understand that. So I'm going to turn it into a book. So I'll probably be crying the entire month of uh, month of November as I'm writing it, but it'll, it'll get out of me. So that might be the breaking barriers, barriers that I need this time because writing the book does push me outside my comfort zone. So but I just have a feeling there's something else in there that I need to push. I just don't know what it is yet. All right, guys. Um, again, I don't think it's a fantastic week to take action. However, I feel it's a fantastic week to look within, make plans, um, and get that fresh start. All right. <clears throat> so let's close this up. Is that okay with you, Zena? Is that okay? I got stinky dog butt under me. <sighs> I had stinky kid butt on the bus. I got stinky dog butt. That part of my life again. Always an adventure. <laughs> I'm never bored, ever. Now, I want to go for uh, the topic this week. And I am hot about what to, what to cover. But I get so many questions about communicating with uh, spirits and guides 
that I decided to do six steps to communicating with spirits and guides for this week, especially since tomorrow is Halloween and the Day of the Dead. And it really is a time where the veil between those of us on earth and those of us who have passed on, that veil, it's incredibly thin during this, that one night. So if there was ever a time for you to communicate with somebody who has passed on, Halloween's a good a good time to do it. Of course, this can be done anytime. Halloween is just, I think, easier because that veil is so thin. So one step one, one of the most important things to remember when you are speaking or trying to communicate with anybody that is not yourself and is a energy form. So this could be spirits, guides, uh, angels. Um, if you're doing any of the telepathic dream or astral travel communication, any of that, you're going to want to be protected. It is very important to be protected before you go out on any type of adventure or communicate with anybody else via that method. When you communicate with spirits, especially, you are opening the door to the other side. And when you open that door, your belief is that whomever it is you wish to speak to, that's the only one that's going to come through. Not necessarily. There are plenty of spirits who latch on to the ones we want to talk to and, you know, scoot on in to kind of sneak under the radar. So you want to be protected. There are a few ways you can do this. Um, you can you know, meditate before you uh, try to communicate with someone to ramp up your energy that way. You can imagine um, a white light from above coming down and hitting the top part of your head and then surrounding you. I call it an egg, surrounding you in, in an egg of white. You can imagine that there is a bright white um, vertical two by four in front of you and you are making it go around your body, feeling it go around. And as it goes around, your energy strengthens and um, really becomes uh, unwelcome territory for anybody that's not you. That's another way to do it. You can um, be have a water fountain, you know, a fountain near you in, in your area. You can... Um, have some black, I'm going to say it wrong, black tourmaline, that stone or onyx. Um, see the stone and I'm completely forgetting the name of it. Um, obsidian, that's it. Obsidian, uh, those stones are very fantastic for uh, protection when you're communicating or tra you know traveling, as I said, with the astral dream. You can also take some salt, sea salt preferably, and put yourself in a nice circle of protection. That's Xena again. I have no apologies because it's just Xena. Um, what else can you do? Those are all pretty good. <laughs> They're all pretty good uh, suggestions. So first of all, protect yourself. Always, 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 always important. If you do nothing else, anything else I say. Protection. Very important. Okay. Two, you want to create a sacred space. Uh, you want to make sure the energy around you 
is not cluttered. It's not what I call spiky. It, what spiky happens when your area is filthy. It's when you haven't swept or dusted or maybe, you know, cleaned a mirror since who knows when or took your clothes off the floor and did your laundry. You have to create a nice sacred space for communication. Now, it doesn't have to be spotless. I'm not saying, you know, no, go, don't go OCD on me, but it has to be clean. And sacred spaces are also great for putting plants in and, you know, having your stones and crystals if you have any. Um, the fountain that I mentioned earlier. Someplace that's tranquil and that's quiet, that you're not going to have a phone ringing, your computer's not going to be going off. Um, and the sacred space, it's your boundaries. You know, whatever's going on in your world outside of there stays out of your sacred space. So sacred space, number two. Number three, set a focal point. I personally, when I first started out, like to set a candle, a, a lit candle as my focal point. And the color of the candle really doesn't matter, quite frankly. Uh, white, white always works. Um, there really isn't any kind that doesn't. If you have a black candle, and it usually wards off negativity. So, I mean, if you want to use black, that's fine too. Colors really don't count. It doesn't matter if it is a scented candle or if there's no scent to it at all. What's important is that it's in front of you. It's in a safe spot so no animals or anything else can knock it over. Okay. Um, and then you just, you, you light the candle before we hit step four. Focal point. Because when we go to step four and you're setting your intention, as you're setting your intention, you're going to be, your focal point is going to be the candle. It helps to um, draw your focus to the candle and to the intention and puts out the right vibe, right? Now, if you don't want to light a candle for whatever reason, maybe you can't light a candle in your space, maybe in your bedroom, in your parents' house, and they don't light, they don't allow your candles. You can use another focal point. You can use a light that's on uh, someplace within your, your line of sight. You can use a stone. You can use um, your bed. You can use a plant. It Something to focus on. That's the main point. I just happen to like to use candles. But have your focal point, which brings us to number four, step four. Set your intention. Why do you want to speak to this person? What do you need to know from this deceased person or your guides? So as you're staring at your focal point, again, I'm going to use my candle as an example. As I'm staring at my candle, as you're staring at your candle, you want to set your intention, take a deep breath, let it back out, set your intention for this space to be about communication. And then you want to set your intention on who you want to connect with. You can say, I wish to connect, I would I wish to connect with my Grams P. That's what I used to call my grandma Pavlik, Grams P. I wish to connect to my Grams P. I am guided and protected and would love to hear the messages she has for me and i too would like to communicate messages to her i 
although I have given myself an aura of protection, I appreciate God, angels, whomever you wish to bring in and keep you protected during this communication and to help you receive any messages and to get any messages across that are necessary. You put it in your own words, however you want to do it. You're setting the, the intention for communication. You're setting the intention on who you want to talk to. You're setting the intention for having um, angels, spirits, God, goddess, Buddha, whomever to protect you. And you want to make sure you can send and receive messages that are necessary. That's your intention. Okay. So four, you sent your intention. Number five. Because that's what we're on now, right? Five. You want to then communicate. You can say your questions out loud. You can, um, or your whatever you want to say, your thoughts. You can communicate them in your head if you wish. But words have more power when they're verbally spoken. It gives that energy off. Okay. So say your messages. But you need to be open to what you receive back. A lot of times what you receive back to whomever you're speaking to, it will sound like your own voice. It'll sound like you're just, like you're in the car and say, oh my God, Allie, what the heck are you doing? I'm just, I don't know. You know, I'm talking to myself. Sometimes it sounds like that when you get a message back from whomever. Okay. Um, I do this actually quite a bit with one of my uh, Soul Circle members, we'll call him Seymour, Soul Circle members who has passed. Uh, he and I communicate quite a bit. <laughs> and at first when I would send the messages out and listen for a reply, it sounded like me. Now it doesn't sound like me anymore. It actually sounds like him. But it, um, it took some doing. It took patience and the believability that what I was getting into my head, even in my own voice, was actually messages from the other side. Now, if you don't, if you need tools to help you, automatic writing is good. And uh, Zena, I am doing something. Automatic writing is when you have a piece of paper and a pen or a pencil and you get yourself calm and settled. And it's basically just allowing yourself to go. And you and spirit writes through you, so you can do automatic writing. Um, pendulum pendulums are fantastic. You know pendulums work. Um, a lot of people like to use Ouija boards. I personally do not use Ouija boards. I did when I was a kid, before I knew better. Uh, but now I don't. And the reason I don't use Ouija boards is when things come through, and even though you are nice and protected, and the messages are there it's really quite easy for them to, um, I don't know how to put this, attach to the energy of the board and, you know, hang out and, what are you doing? And they seem to stick around longer. For the good ones, that's fine. But for the bad ones, that's not fine. So it's personal preference. I just stay away from Ouija boards. Up to you. Um, pendulums, I think they're a fantastic tool for anybody. Um, they seem to be far less intimidating 
than automatic writing or Ouija boards. And when for a pendulum, you would be ask whomever yes, no questions, because that's what a pendulum will tell you about. Um, and before you set off with asking questions, you need to tell your pendulum like um, back and forth for yes, side to side for no, or go clockwise for yes or counterclockwise for no. You have to set how you want it to answer you before you start. Okay. Keep an open mind. We do not always get the messages we actually want to hear. <laughs> we get the messages we need to hear. So you need to keep an open mind and allow messages from spirit to come through. Okay. And then um, step six, when you are done communicating, it is important that you close the door. When you started communicating, you open the door to the spirit realm. When you're done communicating, when you finish with your, your questions, you should close this session of communication by announcing that you're done. I normally say something like, okay, that's all the questions I have. Thank you very much. I am now closing the door of communication. And in my head, I visually see myself closing a door. I didn't visually open it in the beginning. It somehow automatically happens. But for me, anyways, at the end, I like to see my see myself closing the door. It's an extra layer of comfort, I suppose. But it's important to know that. Okay, it's important to close that door. You don't want to leave it open, not even a crack. So if you if you're done with communicating and then you don't say anything, you're done. You just go on and do something else. That door's still open, and you invite things coming through that you didn't necessarily want to come through. And you just don't want it. Why cause yourself more drama than you need? Right? Right. Oh, and before I forget, back to step five. Sorry about that. It's important to know you may not get a message, a reply right away when you put something out there. You know, it, it's not like social media. You don't communicate with spirits via social media. It could take some time. You need to be patient and you need to be open. Okay, you cannot forcibly will a spirit or a guide to come to you and talk to you. You can't. It's up to them. All right. Okay, so step six, remember, close the door. And I always like to do afterwards to uh, light some incense. I like to frankincense my room to, you know, get rid of anything kind of residue that may have come through that I didn't catch and get rid of any negativity that may have shown up clean the area and raise the vibrations that i am trying to talk stop she's exhausting and i if you don't like frankincense a lot of people don't a lot of people use sage i don't like to use sage because it gives me a headache um you can also take a bell and ring it around the area and that helps to uh, break up the the energy and send uh, any type of negativity away that's why churches you bell use bells i don't know if you knew that or not but that's how they they first came about uh, the church would have the bell up it would ring it before mass that way breaking up any type of um, negative energy and a type of evil that may be hanging about they'd ring the bell and it would disperse. And if you didn't know why the doors were red of a church, um, red doors keep evil out. 
So you ring the bell, you open the red doors, the negativity disperses, your prisoners come in, you close the door behind them, and that way everyone is nice and safe inside the church and evil cannot touch you. Just a little tidbit in case you didn't know. All right, I think I covered all six steps. No, Xena! Oh, where's my shoe? I now I gotta throw my other shoe. You are being such a witch with a B. You are irritating me. All right. Oh my God. This is like the longest podcast of my life, it seems, right now. This will be under 30 minutes. Now, shine the light. This is my weekly thing where I'm going to talk about a book um, that I have read. And I'm going to show you here for those who are doing uh, YouTube. Maybe. Well, it depends if my Amazon Kindle will do what's supposed to do. Nope, not yet. See how many times do I have to put this in here? I had this all queued. It was so nice. Got a cat going crazy. Aha. Please stay. Now you can't see it. See it? The Untethered Soul. You see that there? By Michael Singer. Yeah. That is the book I'm going to talk about. I read this book a couple times, and I will probably read it again shortly. I like the book for a couple of reasons. One, it is a nice reminder that happiness that you have, happiness that you experience, is comes from within. It is not anything external. It is always internal. It's what brings you happiness. And two, it teaches you how to, when you have any type of emotions, um, which of course usually connect to experiences, and whether it's good or bad, it teaches you how to bring the emotions in, feel them, and then allow them to pass right through you. I want to throw by the shoe. Pass right through you. I don't hit her, so don't worry. Um, and I think that's good for two reasons. One, it reminds all of us that we create our own happiness. And two, it allows us to pass energy, pass emotions through us and not hold on to them. When we hold on to emotions, hold on to those memories, and they, they get stuck in our heart chakra, and it gets clogged up. You know, when we let these things come in and they we grab onto them and we sit down with them and keep them nice and compact within us, we don't have room for other experiences. I know we're energy and the things we experience and feel also energy. But within this solid, this container of our body, we only have so much room. So we can't hold on to things like we want to. We cannot be hoarders of emotions. The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer teaches you a way to allow the emotions to pass through you. Okay. Um, I did copy. Um, somebody left a review and I thought it was pretty well to point. Um, they listed 14 steps 
of 14 points that the untethered soul makes. One, happiness can only be found within, just like I said. The mind is not a place to look for happiness. Learn to relax and stay open no matter what. Identify yourself as the observer. Do not identify with the experiences you are observing. Five, you are not the voices in your head. You are the listener. Six, facing the fact of bodily death can help you to realize that all of the observed is temporary. Seven, do not allow painful experiences from the past to influence the present. Easier said than done, I know. <laughs> Eight, your thoughts are not you. You are the observer, not the thoughts. Nine, if you want a life full of joy and love, you must make a commitment to having a full life of joy and love. Mm -hmm. Learn how to live from your heart, not from your ego. I think that one is also kind of tough. Eleven, take refuge in the divine, not in the temporary. Twelve, peace is always within. Thirteen, learn to control your mind. Do not let the mind control you. And 14, it is possible to never have a problem in your life again. Now, 14, I can understand it, but I, on the flip side of being human, um, you know, kind of like, really? Because we're human, and being a human being, I mean, this is a learning experience for all of us. This is a journey. And with this journey, we have things that crop up. <laughs> We just do. We're human beings. You know, we're not just pure energy. We have, you know, the mind in here, the human mind that tends to throw a wrench into things. Uh, but those are the 14 things that somebody mentioned in the reviews, and I thought they were pretty good. Uh, one more thing to note with the book, I did not care for chapter one, and I did not care for the last chapter. So it's up to you while you're reading it, the first and the last didn't have to be there. So when I do reread it, I start on the second chapter and I never finished the last chapter. I never get to the last chapter. The link that is provided for you, I'm telling you now in the show's notes, it is an Amazon affiliate link and I may earn a dime or so if you decide to purchase the book. I have to say that for every time so Amazon does not whisk away my privileges of being an Amazon uh, associate. So there you go. All right. All right. Well, we're here at the end, guys. A little, a little over 30 minutes, but I appreciate you sticking with me. And thank you for joining me here at Ask Allie, despite the uh, issues with yeah, her. If you like this episode, please write it and tell your friends. The more people who listen, the more people hopefully can help have their aha moments. Join me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can find this at AskAllyPodcast.com. You guys have yourself an absolutely fabulous week, and I will catch you next Monday. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.